1: You're listening to a Tip of the Cap podcast brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP of the Cap, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports, look great, feel great, play great. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand-new episode of... Tip of the Cap, episode 64 of Tip of the Cap. I am Coach Jaws. Joining me is Coach Kelm from the Niagara Surge, uh, works at the Niagara International Sports and Entertainment Center up there in ye old Niagara Falls, visiting me here in my lovely home in Lancaster. Austin, what's up, big guy?
0: Listen, great to be here. Nice job getting all the acronyms and all the names and the correct podcast. Like, we hammered that intro. That was great. Oh, yeah.
1: I listen. From the get go. I am not, if I am not a consummate professional, I don't know what I am. (laughs) I don't even, I try, I even try to keep like the, uh, the cursing down on the show.
0: Listen, there's 1,800 like baseball and (laughs) softball teams in Western New York. It's so easy to be like, you're from the, uh, Ah, uh, you know yeah, what I mean? like, you're,
1: you're from that team, that you, squad you over. You you coach there. baseball. Yeah. That's
0: what, you're right, you coach baseball. Yeah.
1: So, uh well, we're sitting now we're talking, we actually have another show to record in a little bit here, but uh first things first, we're going to talk some baseball cuz we haven't talked baseball in a while.
0: It's been a little bit. You know what? And that's not fair. We haven't recorded ourselves talking baseball in a long time. We,
1: we talk baseball all the time. Every time we see each other, right? be it via Zoom or in person, uh, I can tell you your wife and my fiance love that we talk baseball so much.
0: It's I can feel the eye roll. Oh, it, God, I mean, yeah. it is very drastic. It tips their whole head. It just <laughs> it's, it's wholeheartedly. Well,
1: and usually as soon as we start, it's, we're going to go upstairs and talk about girl stuff. And they walk away.
0: I mean, I don't even know if it's girl stuff. Literally anything else. Yeah, they literally Any want to talk. Any other anything. thing than baseball and sports It's just yes. fine.
1: So uh, we're gonna we're gonna. I mean, we already hit record. So uh, the surge. What's uh, what? We guys got tryouts coming up, right?
0: We do, we do. You know, I, I both love and hate this time of year. Tryouts suck. Uh, you know what? It's it's it, it, it's it's full of hopefulness. Do you know what I mean? And it's a it's a new beginning and a fresh start for all these players and these teams. And it's you know what your program can be in the future and the the excitement that that brings. Right. You know. And then it's also you know so Neil and I do a thing that I honestly I don't think a lot of other programs do. Um, So whether you make our teams or don't make our teams, so we call everybody. Right. You know what I mean. I think a lot of teams either it's an email they post it. Hey, check check our website if you made our team or not. You know what I mean. Sure. I think last year Neil and I made like 130 phone call. It's just, we just go through. And so it's certainly the more, I'm going to say the more emotionally difficult way to do it. uh, But we still feel it's the right way
1: to do it. You know, And and that's something, yeah, we did this through the high school ranks was talking to every individual player, right. Just, you know, this is what you did. This is what you didn't do. This is what you need to work on for next year, stuff like that. And I, I agree with you. You know, I know a lot of programs say that you have, you can get your player evaluation. You can find out what you did, how you did, uh, I mean that, and that dates back all the way to my days coaching travel. That was always a thing, but it was never a thing that you actively went out and gave them. It was right. something like they they had to call and be like, "Hey, what did I do?"
0: Right. Hey, he tra- he tried out for your team three weeks ago. I just wanted to know if you remember how he hit.
1: Right, and so <laughs> you know, and, and, and and I remember. I mean, we up. we had the paper evaluations for every single team in a pile on the desk for the like for I think a month after tryouts. Sure. So, think there was just. There's 10U, 11U, 12U, 13, 14, 15 Showcase. And like, all right, okay, uh, what age group did he try out for? And then it got interesting when it was like, oh, he came for an individual tryout during the week because he couldn't go to that one. Like, where the hell did that piece of paper go to? Like, So actively going and calling you, each each person. I like that. It sucks. No, Nobody wants to call somebody to tell them they didn't do it.
0: Seriously, it's, it's, it's not – I wouldn't say it's fun. No. I don't look forward to cut phone call day. I mean, coaching at Lancaster with you, I – I mean I had I'm mean, here a lot. I mean 55 60 kids at tryouts. I took 18. Some I mean, you're you're cutting. There's 32 between 25 and 45 depending on the year. Broken hearts right. every year. And there's good there's good ball players that you cut, but like anything else you, you can't have 11 first basemen. Correct. Like, I can't have 17 lefties. I can't you know what I mean? So sometimes it's it, it's just not a fit. Right. You know? And I, and it don't get me wrong, it is easier to just send an email, <laughs> You
1: know what I mean, absolutely. It's, and if
0: the, it's I, well, in the in a world of, of what keyboard warriors and and zero face to face
1: interaction. Well, and I mean, we all know. Mike Tyson said it best. Social media has made people being comfortable saying whatever they want without the fear of being punched in the mouth.
0: Right. Not that I think that anybody who tries out for our team is going to want to punch us in the face. But, but there's <laughs> but all. But I I there are, there, there
1: are there are always angry parents. I mean, there are parents who come to tryouts every year, their kid doesn't make it, and. All it takes is one misunderstanding, one oh sure, one thing that you thought was you know was said that was should have been taken one way and it was like it wasn't meant that way, and then you have an angry parent.
0: Now listen, just ask the umpire association about angry parents. There's a oh, the reason yeah. there's a national shortage of umpires. No kidding. It's I promise you, it's not the children. It's not the <laughs> no, eleven not. year olds, is the reason that there's a national umpire shortage. It's the adults that accompany the kids to the games.
1: Adults are, in fact, the worst thing that's ever happened to youth sports. Yep. But yeah. So uh, our,
0: our old boss used to say, you know what? I'm contemplating putting the parent seating area in the parking lot. Let's, uh, let's put the chairs out there.
1: I, I do know for a fact that there is a facility in this area that built a parent's room that is completely separate and isolated from the training area. Right. And it basically says if you want to coach your kid, then you should be on the field with him. If you're not, sit here and enjoy the view. Right. Like, that's basically what it says, which is just hang out. Which is a great sentiment. I love it.
0: There's something, so all all the programs across Western New York, and we were just kind of, well, I joked about it when we started. There's 1,800 different teams. It's, there's at least
1: 45 per age group.
0: Right. So it's a whole thing. And really, now don't get me wrong, that's great. Every kid who wants to play baseball should be able to – you know what I mean? It shouldn't be restrictive. If you want to play, whether it be house ball, little league, whatever that is.
1: Okay, so my sentiment was there are 45 travel teams at every age group, regardless. Like
0: all, Also very true. But, I mean, so you should be able to play. There's yes. no, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing to have all these teams. But the one thing that we do all have in common is that we we, we share the same, like, darkened part of our soul towards, like <laughs> – so. It just, like, go up to any guy in a program and be like – what's your worst baseball parent story? And just watch them go, oh. Do you know what I mean? And just you can just feel the torment in their soul, and they can launch into probably any number of 50 different stories. Oh, yeah.
1: There, there's got to be one for every year.
0: Sure. At least. You would think. Well, again, just by the sheer numbers. The more teams you have, the more parents you deal with, the more years you do it, the more, you know, I mean, I've only been at this for about a decade, but, I mean, there are people out there who have been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years. It's, oh, God, yeah. I can't imagine some of I mean, of I'm, I'm on 16. Right.
1: Ugh. I'm old. <laughs> I
0: was just gonna say. You just want felt- to feel old, like oh, I graduated top eleven years ago. Okay. Where,
1: where, where's my walker? Oh my god!
0: Goodness, I'm gonna get you one. I'm gonna put like little mirrors on the side of it. it, it, it get at your horn. It's gonna be great. Hunk, hunk. That's what I'm talking about. Wait, I was gonna say you have a soundboard. I, I would. I, don't- be, I would be impressed if your walker <laughs> made that noise. I'm not <laughs> joking. That would be a whole different thing.
1: I agree. That'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, tryouts are a fun, fun time of year. They fun, hopeful. And every year you see kids that were on maybe smaller either individual teams or, you know, travel teams attached to little leagues, stuff like that, who are venturing into the bigger realm of the bigger travel programs, we'll say. And, you know, those kids this time of year is awesome.
0: Oh, they're they're super excited. I try to tell kids, I say, go to as many tryouts as you can. Go, 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 experience, get your name out there, get seen by as many people as possible, open as many doors for yourself as you possibly can. Right. Like, I don't know why you would limit yourself to one singular opportunity. Like go experience, like be,
1: out. you know what I mean? Well, and, and it's funny, we, we kind of talked about it before we, we hit play here, but uh, there was something, a sentiment shared on social media the other day about how there should be, first off, we should switch to graduation years. What the way hockey does as opposed to age groups, Sure. which I don't disagree with. And also, like how early tryouts start. Now, Im- imagine being a kid who goes to a tryout in a week or two for a different program for whatever reason, and all of a sudden, like you get offered a spot, and then they say, and you're like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I w- I would like to go play there," and then your coach finds out and he holds it against you, which would be very, very crappy of your coach. Right. I'm not condoning that. I'm also going to say it absolutely happens.
0: It's honestly, it's it's tough to not have sour grapes. In those certain situations, I'm not saying you would punish the kid, whether it be playing time or whatever in a certain sure. way. Because certainly you should not do that. Correct. But on the flip side, like I know a lot of adults who are good baseball coaches, and for whatever reason, it might not be baseball related at all. Maybe it's cost. Maybe it's the travel schedule was too demanding. Maybe the the trek to the practice facility was too long. It literally could be anything. Sure. Mom, mom lost her job. They can't afford it on dads. You know, whatever that is. So they have to change teams. It's. There's a lot of good coaches out there that put blood, sweat, and tears, and and really deeply care that the kids get better and want to see them succeed. So to, so to hear that that kid or one of those kids was thinking about changing, yes, do you know what I mean? I think the knee jerk reaction is, oh, well, well, that sucks. Do you know what I mean? Like that, your little, it's deflating. Yeah, to hear that And somebody it, would want to leave.
1: It definitely does suck hearing that. I, I mean, I I had it when I played or when I played when I coached. Uh, in the summer where he had a kid who for three years, 12, 13, 14, and then, oh, it's just, we want a little bit more, you know, we, uh, like the team is supposed to be getting better and this this is a rough, this is going to be a rough season. This was a rough year and blah, blah, blah. and uh, that sucks. Like, oh man, I I love, I love that kid. He's been a workhorse for me. And now it sucks. He's going to be going, somebody else is going to get that 15, U and showcase year out of him that we've been working toward. And it does, it sucks. Right. But yeah, you, you have to be the you have to be the adult in the situation at the same time. And again, there are people who are not. Right, unfortunately, they,
0: they, they forget that. Hey, man, you're 40. I think we need to, we need to relax a little bit. We got we got you to be the adult in the situation. Yeah, you're
1: 40, coaching youth baseball. Uh, calm down.
0: It's like, <laughs> on, like no, on, no, nobody was insulting your family personally. It's we. It's not as
1: right. And and I mean, if there's an issue with you as a person, I'm sure you're aware of it, and should be like, yeah, he can go elsewhere. If not, like, I mean, there are any number of reasons. And really, these kids can play wherever they want.
0: It's, I mean, it's so difficult. There's always turnover on every roster. Sometimes it's turnover that you want. Yep. You know, bringing, dropping your, your lowest couple of kids and bringing in some other talented ones keeps people honest, keeps playing time competitive. Um, competition breeds success. Yes. So, so, there's, so there's good turnover. And then there is, I mean, sometimes you lose whole teams because of it literally could be anything. Could be a, a, a bad game, bad tournament. One one parent outburst. One what you know what I mean? Right. It's it's so easy nowadays because the area is so watered down with baseball. Again, there's there's a hundred teams at every age group for every. So if your kid doesn't play shortstop as often as you think he should play shortstop, it's so easy to just go to another team
1: or. And, Start your own. Create
0: your own, where your kid is the ace in the hole shortstop, and you took five kids from the previous team with you, and now that one team that had ten good players now has five, but you also have five, so neither one of you have ten good players anymore. It's-
1: right, and then you took five other players from another team who, just because you had to fill your roster, and now there's three teams at the same age group. And, I mean, I, we, we talked about it a couple years ago. We had seven, seven shortstops trying out for a varsity roster and five of them played shortstop on five different travel teams of the same age in the same town I, and they were all it was the Lancaster somethings the Lancaster somethings the Lancaster somethings the Lancaster Pew somethings and the Lancaster somethings and then the top two played for other organizations and you're like how do I have seven kids trying out for shortstop right now from the same from the same grade right it's insane <laughs> and and the answer you get from every single one of us, well, he's a starting he's a starting shortstop on his travel team. Okay,
0: that's it's my favorite question to ask when I was at Lancaster tryouts. That again, so I'm I'm standing in front of 65 seventh and eighth graders, just hopefuls. Everybody just just so excited for trial. Oh man, they are chomping at the bit. A lot of them, it's their first time in the high school. They've never been in the field house before. They're just right. super excited right. to be there. They're just fired up to be here, coach. But I'd be <laughs> like, all right, how many of you guys are play travel baseball? Right. And Every hand in the room. Basically. Right. There's a couple of house ball kids who I feel bad because at Lancaster, I mean, it's almost impossible if you don't play seven, eight months out of the year.
1: Sure. Especially when some of those, like, even some of those travel kids show up with a small barrel bat. And you're
0: right. like, Right. You can't use that. Exactly. Or even their drop 10. Right. Even just a uh, little, I have 12 you bat. And like, hey, listen, it's a minus three. It's BB core, It's, you know, whatever. But um, then I, the second question is like, how many of you guys think, and really, and be honest here, how many of you guys think that you're like top three? On your travel team, and now some people are self-aware. I don't get all the hands, but I right. bet you out of the sixty-five kids that are sitting, I bet you 35, 40 of them raise their hands. Right. So like, okay, so forty of you are some of the best players on your travel team, whether they're right or wrong, whatever. They're, right. It's, or they're they're probably at least decent. You know what I mean? They're probably good. Yeah. I'm like, I'm taking eighteen of you, so that means there's another twenty-some kids who are the best player on their travel team who aren't making this roster. Right. And it really, it's a bummer, and you can make an argument that there should be two modified teams or a seventh and eighth grade team or that there should be five coaches so we could take 35 players. All of those things are, are valid. And, and, you at, know, so, I mean, at some right.
1: point, you can have some traction on that argument.
0: Uh, right, right. Unfortunately, there's not. It's just me. I'm taking
1: 18. Right.
0: <laughs> I don't and, know,
1: and, there's and really, so eight, much gym space. Right, <laughs> it and, is and it is. 18 to 1 is still... I mean, and you can attest to this. It's still a stretch. Right. I mean, we... We, for the longest time, took 14 guys for varsity. And, and you had two two staff
0: members and assistants and, you well, know. We
1: had two two staff members, and then we would, fo- like, hopefully find people that wanted to, like, alumni that wanted to come back, stuff like that. And, like, they were like, okay, we, we're going to have to go to 16 next year. Uh, well, you know what? Of those 16, like, 13 of them are going to be seniors. So we got to, like, we're going to take five more, but they got to be juniors because we're going to need them next year. Okay, well, we're at twenty one, and then we look at like other roster. Like, you got thirty five guys over there, right? What do you do? Like, what? Orchard, how do you do Orchard, that?
0: Orchard Park shows up, and they took almost two buses. Like, how do, you, what, <laughs> how do you give attention to all those kids? I like what our are, are practices four hours. It's unbelievable.
1: And, and I mean, and you know, I we all know how we separated practices. You know, varsity was over here, JV was over here, and like we did things as a program, but practiced separately to get individual time in
0: well there are things that are pertinent to like varsity and jv that just aren't pertinent to modified you're you're just learning different things it's not
1: yeah we we can breeze through outfield communication and cutoffs because by the time you get to us you should know it
0: right i i spent four days on it correct (laughs) so like it took us a hot second but like
1: yeah then you then you talk to some of these you know some of these coaches and then you're like oh so your 35 man roster practices with your 20 man jv roster and your 20 man modified roster at the same time in a gym what?
0: Right. Like it, it's
1: insane. It's wild. But uh, you know, it, it it's always interesting to me when because I I don't necessarily wish there were more school teams. I wish there was a way to do like pools, like the goalie pool for for high school hockey, <laughs> where like I mean, yeah, and, and me and me and Coach Crowley from Depew have had this conversation. There are years where he's like, I have no idea who's catching for me. Right. Like I I currently don't have a catcher at my school. He's a B team. We're a double a. I'm like, "Really? Cuz I cut four of them." Right. I kept two. I kept three. One kid plays the outfield too. He can catch if I need him to. But I cut four. Why why can't one of those kids go enter a port, like enter the pool and
0: I it's just I tell the same thing to the modified guys during those those like to your point the one on one cut conversations that we like to have with those players. I the, the long and short of it is like hey man like you're a good ball player for a lot of them some kids yes. just uh, just aren't good enough but for a lot of them hey you're a good ball player again I can't have 11 first baseman. I can't whatever whatever that information is sure but I'm like you you live on the wrong side of Transit Road if you lived on the other side of the street. Uh, you'd walk onto the and be the, the third best player there, and it's it's not anybody's fault. It's, no, and, that, that and it's that's just just not a knock on Depew of the either. Correct. That's just the geography of the towns that we live in. It's. Right. I'm sure if everybody could change it, that we would, but and, it's not. And, and I hear
1: it. I hear myself saying this, and I am not an advocate for the participation trophy side of thing. At one point, somebody suggested, like, well, what if high schools did like club teams? Like, what if some of the bigger schools did club teams too? and they would just be they would provide like scrimmage games for smaller schools to kind of boost kind of boost the pool of teams that smaller schools can play so you're going to play the Lancaster club team the Orchard Park club team the Clarence club team and you know I was against it cause, and because the person who pitched the idea and this was probably 5 6 years ago the person who pitched the idea was like oh you know, these kids play baseball their whole lives, and like their dream is to wear the the school uniform and the school hat, and blah blah blah. It's like, well, that's also an earned right, right? You, 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 we don't just hand jerseys to people. You don't just, you know, like I, I know plenty of people who played two years of varsity football, quote unquote, never saw the field, but they have a jersey and they get to tell people they played varsity football. We don't have the time and space and ability to do that, and a club team just kind of, in my opinion, lessened it. But at the same time, like there, there are other schools who 100 could use I, from a safety standpoint, right? I mean, having a kid catch who's never, who's not a catcher, especially if you have a couple guys who can bring it a little bit, like you have, you have two really solid arms sitting 80, maybe 83, 84, and you have a kid who's never caught before, who can't really catch, can't really get it done. That's dangerous. Sure. So why, why couldn't there be a pool of like, hey, uh, I'm allowed to take one kid from one position? That you cut, just because I need a guy, right? Like, I don't. I don't think that would be a bad idea.
0: It's it's an interesting concept, and it's something that I don't. I don't know if we can. I don't know if who's who's spearheading the the initiative.
1: You know what I mean? Of the same person who's spearheading the uh, changes to travel rules about age groups and uh, tryout dates. <laughs> nobody
0: nobody right it's 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 super difficult purely
1: hypothetical right. at this point
0: and it would make sense i really again i mean i i ask kids again during my tryouts is like, you know who catches and i have f- 15 kids raise their hand now some of them are good some of them are okay some of them are serviceable you know what i mean and then some of them are like dude your the gear's not wrong like what do you
1: you know what i mean like you're not that that doesn't go there so, son
0: son your chest protector's on inside out what oh I, do you know what i mean and it's yeah anybody who's done it has, has seen it all so
1: i mean <laughs> your your shin guards are on sideways uh, right. Are they too big? No, that's how I wear them. Oh, oh,
0: gotcha. But it's one of those things where it's it would make sense that uh, of the seven halfway decent catchers that I had, and, and uh, two of them play other positions, so you got like two starters and two guys that can fill in afterwards or, or catch bullpens or whatever you need them to do. I probably had on any given school year team, at least four guys who could catch. And I cut several more who really could have been serviceable Right. that their high school's out there going, I would trade my right arm to have any one of those guys to be able to catch. Cause right now I'm taking this kid who tripped over his bag on the way into tryouts and trying to make him do what could be the most difficult position on the field.
1: Yeah. I I'm taking this kid who showed up in jeans, a button up shirt, work boots and had a Walmart t-ball bat. Right. For, and that's what he showed up to try out in. He's going to be my catcher because I don't have one. Right. Like, and I'm hoping I can teach him. And, you know, it's one of those things too, where you look at it and you're like, okay, there are, I mean, Lancaster up to, and again, I'm speaking from this as being a year removed from coaching in the high school ranks. And I mean, there was a point where I think two years ago, there were only like six freshman teams in the entire area and two of them were private schools. Right. So like, who are those teams playing? each other nine times.
0: It's basically what it is. Yeah. I, I remember that. So when I was there and I'm a little bit more removed than you are, I want to say like 2019 was the last year I did it. Yeah. Right before,
1: right before COVID.
0: COVID. That's what it was. So I, I had stopped and then there was no season anyway. So right. <laughs> being a moot point, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's that exact thing that the, the freshman team would play. And I, I'll probably misremember this, but it was like, Clarence, Op, and then like Canisius and Franny's, and that was it.
1: And I think they just it was, played I think the same. Joe, I think it's Joe's and Franny's. Or it
0: could be like Joe, that. yeah, right. So it's just you are gonna play the same. The three. There's only four of you, so you can play the three other teams four times, and that's your 12 game school right. season.
1: I mean, it, and we're talking about a, a time here where you can, you can literally cut enough kids from one school that could make up an entire modified team from another school that doesn't have a modified program. Right, and some of that is budgetary, and I understand well, sure. that. But, like, you know, these are just weird things that are oddly plaguing high school baseball, which is not something we planned on talking about on the show, which is weird.
0: Well, as as you and I do, we digress. Yeah. It's We had a very pinpointed thing that we were going to talk about today.
1: Right. And lo and behold. Yeah, here we are know. about 22, 23 minutes in and... Uh, you know, we've talked about high school baseball and in, in depth to a way that I didn't, never actually planned on.
0: Again, you and I have these conversations all the time. We just don't record them as much. Right? As. We I, we literally
1: we did this for almost an hour. Well, probably about a half hour before we hit record, and it kind of went the same way.
0: Listen, if I had a dollar for every time we were having a conversation, like wearing the headphones in front of a <laughs> microphone, but weren't actually recording ourselves, and people we were like, dude, you have to stop. This is good material. We have to get. Re- all right, that's my bad. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it happens all the time. I'd be a richer
1: man for it. I, and, like, I don't know if there's a good answer here. I don't know if there's a good answer to, you know, schools that have a plethora of talented players that they just like they just can't keep right you you can't keep a 37 man roster at every school that has 37 talented players right i mean right. so i it may i think i said you know okay well that team's got 35 guys i think the most i've seen legitimately is like 25 26 right. and usually like that's then you look and you're like okay so there's also four coaches sitting over there so it's a little bit different. Sure. You know, when sure. There's two, the, the ratio is kind of the same. It's yeah,
0: seven you, or eight players per, per adult and, coach. And on.
1: really that's that's the important side is keeping that ratio as close to usable as you can, I sure. guess. But I, like, I don't know if there's an answer to it because at some point, not every kid gets to go on and play college. Well, not I, every kid gets to go and I, play. I think statistically it's like 7%. Yes. So, like, 7% of all
0: high school baseball players go on to play any level whatsoever of college baseball. Juco, D3, whatever. It's not like, oh, well, well D1. Yeah, the, yeah, obviously the ratio is low. No, no. Any level whatsoever yeah. of college baseball. So, like, I always laugh at people. Like, well, he's going to Juco. Dude, That I don't care what. That is still an accomplishment no matter how you slice it, because there is still 93% of baseball players who weren't good enough to even do that.
1: Right. At, like... He's going to Juco. You realize the two right here in the Western New York area are two of the best in the nation, right? Right. Like they're like NJC, (laughs) AA, division three, like not only rivals, but then like top tier programs too. Right. Like you, like that's, that's not a bad thing. I, I, like I, so, and, and that's a thing. Like you, you can't just say like, well, he's a, he's a decent ball player, so he just deserves to be on a team. I mean, yes but at the same token like you, you can't unless you're unless you're going to go to a private school you can't pick the high school you go to right so you better if you want to be that guy you better work to be that guy
0: there, there's a million and one different factors to it yeah. i mean i could say so even just working at, at the nice facility in the falls people come in every single year and go hey man like such and such is trying out for for the modified team at you know insert school district here and ugh, they, they don't have a coach do, do you know anybody who's looking to coach high school? Like they they have enough players, they have the budget, they cannot find an adult, a teacher, a dad, and they cannot find anybody who wants to coach modified baseball. Right? Do you mean so? I mean that's tough. And then adversely, sometimes you have a staff member. Sometimes the adults are plentiful. Yeah, there's I, yeah, we had seven applicants for modified baseball. That's great.
1: Seven I, kids, I, too. I, right, I was going to
0: say, I hope that uh, 12 kids show up and we'll take all of them so we get to yeah. have a team.
1: And it, it's funny, because I saw a picture the other day on social media of a 9U team that had 12 players and eight coaches.
0: Well, everybody's dad wants to help out. Right?
1: I, I literally so. sat there. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. This looks like a slow-pitch softball picture, because there were like there were so many grown-ass men in, this, <laughs> in the picture. I was like, what am I looking at? And then I read it like... Nine U teams finish second. What? And I counted. I'm like, that that's twelve to eight. Eight coaches, twelve players. Uh,
0: listen, sometimes you gotta have a guy for first first base coach, third base coach. Then you got the game changer guy. Then you get the bench coach. Then you got the coach shagging foul balls. Then you got you know what I mean. Things that honestly a lot of kids should be doing. Yes. they just got adults handling them, which is fine. Yeah. but that's what they're all. Everybody wants to be supportive and be involved. So, yeah, it's. Uh- I, I would take eight coaches opposed to you sitting in a camping chair screaming. Do you know what I mean? Like, if that's the sure. alternative, like, I don't know, if that somehow helps you.
1: I I don't make the rules, be, but... Be uh,
0: involved and yell less. Yeah, all right. That's fine. Yeah. Right, let's do that.
1: I'll, I can find something you can do on a clipboard.
0: Right. That's, that's what I mean. Like, we'll
1: figure this out. But at the same token, don't bug me about your kid's playing time either. Right. <laughs> you, 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 hand, you hang on to your clipboard and you shut up. <laughs> or go sit out in your lawn chair where I can't see you. One of the two. But that's just that's just me. I'm jaded toward, toward that stuff. But... uh yeah, it, it's just it's funny because I I really I don't know I don't know if if there's an answer.
0: It's it's so difficult. I mean, unless you're gonna like redraw district lines, which people aren't gonna do. No, or, you know what I mean. It's
1: and it's like and even from the finding coaches thing because at some point, like you know, we we joke about it. Like, oh, yeah, you know, you're you're adding x amount of money to your yearly salary. Okay. But when I break that down to hours, I'm making 75 cents an hour. It's,
0: it's so not worth it. <laughs> Listen, at Lancaster, I was paid relatively well for yeah. a modified baseball coach. I want to say like five years ago, it was like maybe 4,500 bucks. Yeah.
1: You made more money as the modified head coach than I made as the varsity, varsity assistant. assistant.
0: Right. So a head coach just made more money. And I and it's the 4,500 wasn't worth it for three months of six days a week. Getting there early, lineups, phone calls, to parents, emails, everything else. To your point, when you break it down, it's like, oh, great! I made four dollars and twenty five cents an hour for the three months that I was doing this, and and that's a lot, right? You you do it because you like to do it. Exactly. You do it because you want to help the kids get better. Like it's it's a passion for the sport, not yes. because you're yeah. just going to be making it rain. Yeah, you're you're
1: you're not you're not getting rich coaching high school baseball. But at the same token, I mean, this could stuff like this is the type of thing that's going to lead potentially to a privatization. Of high school sports, almost, which I I do know that there are some places in the uh, in the country that have something like that, where like there's a private, like there are private organizations that pool together high, talented high school kids and do a high school season, and then send into a travel season of some. I
0: they were, I mean, not not to go full politics on stuff, but I think it's at, at some point, I don't remember when, I think sometime during the last administration, they were talking about. Like you get um, a, an education voucher, right? As a family, and you can use that voucher on any high school you'd want. Yes. So it incentivizes high schools to try to attract kids. Like, why would you want? So it forces you to whether be better or offer something that somebody else doesn't, because you have to entice kids to go there. Because it's not like, oh, well, we're Lancaster. You live on this side of the road. You have to come here.
1: Yeah. Or you know, or, what I mean? you know, like, and I, I don't see anything wrong with that? I mean, especially from a, like the only issue would be a transfer, trans, like transportation problem.
0: Right. And listen, and we're talking about it in such a, a small microcosm. We're oh, literally yeah, yeah. just discussing the baseball. I'm sure I'm not well versed in it, but I'm sure there's 150 other issues that may stem from this. But I mean, at, on the flip side, it's we talked about competition breeding success. Right. If every high school was like competing against other high schools to be better to entice kids, because the more kids you entice to go to your school, the bigger your budget is. It like would keep people honest. You know what I mean? Like, oh, right. I can go yeah. here and
1: and the, and the other logistical the, the other logistical issue on that would uh, would then be okay. My school is used to x amount of people at most. Like it, it like the building can only handle so many people, right? So like,
0: once you've hit fifteen hundred students, that's it. Lancaster is now filled. You have to go someplace else, now. right? But but from the baseball aspect, and again, it's. I don't know what else would go wrong with the situation. I'm sure there's stuff, but oh, hey, listen, there we've already committed to three shortstops to the baseball team for yeah. the school season. So, all right, I'm just going to go to Orchard Park or Clarence or any, yeah. you know what I mean, anywhere else. That it's it's like going on a recruitment trip, right? And who's got the best athletic facilities? You come out and watch, you know, Lancaster, Clarence, great baseball game, and you know, and see who you want to go play for. And-, and
1: and I'll tell you what, I you know that that would be something interesting to see some of the we'll call them lacking facilities in high school baseball around the area cuz there are some that are gorgeous. Right. There are grass fields that are gorgeous and then there are some you look and you're like, "That's oh, not bad." And then there's some you're like, "You play high school baseball here?"
0: Right. I wouldn't play I wouldn't put a gym class slope pitch <laughs> softball right. game on this one right alone a varsity baseball game. I mean,
1: there uh, Delaware Park gets used for high school baseball. I hate playing at Delaware Park. Like grown, pardon pardon the uh the expression here but Uh, senior double a whale baseball is plays there. And like, every time there's a game, they're like, oh, do I have to play here? Like, do I I have to? And some of the better high, like they're like one of the best high school, private high school programs. That was their home field for the longest time. What? Come on!
0: I uh, listen. You, you play where you have to play. Right? Exactly. You know I, mean? I know that, like when when Clarence was redoing their turf, they had it moved to like Clarence Town Park or like yeah. Goodrich one, or whatever. One year there. they played at Goodrich, right? Yep. So I mean, it's like yeah, you do what you got to do. It's, yeah. it's you figure it out and but
1: but I, I'll tell you what. I mean, I I can tell you from the college recruiting side of things, like the facility you have to you get to play at is part of the recruiting puzzle, right? Like you you can look and say, look at how gorgeous this facility is versus this is where we play. Like, I mean, so, they, have it's a selling point. you ever seen
0: Alabama's like facilities. It's have, unbelievable. Have you
1: seen SUNY Binghamton's?
0: Actually, I, I, I did. I, I did. Uh, they had like an Rick, anonymous Rick, Rick, Rick's mom.
1: They had to a, work there. an anonymous donor give like an insane amount of money to the baseball program. This this field, this facility, the baseball facility at Binghamton, blows probably half of Major League Baseball out of the water. It's insane. Like the updates and stuff that they just did recently. Right. It's incredible. You want to know it's going to be a really, you know, it you know would be a really cool piece of the recruiting puzzle. An entire media room with like, lo- like essentially that looks like an IMAX theater for the ca- guys to hang out in. Right. With a gigantic neon sign with the dragon logo or whatever they are. It's nuts. It's, ins- yeah, I don't know it's incredible. Like I, I saw it on Twitter. I was like, oh man. <laughs> like what what it's it's disgusting
0: it all depends on what your school wants to put money into right like
1: how i it's, mean I, I can tell you again this and i only know this because it was said in the tweet that it was an anonymous donor specifically earmarked that money for the baseball program like it was literally here's six million dollars it must be spent on baseball or i will sue you so, for my money so one
0: of those things for you start going through the alumni with the baseball program, and you're like just looking at names, and you're like, "Oh, Elon Musk. That's weird." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, so it turns out that's all the money he had on him at the time, and he just yeah, gave he just at the school, right?
1: Yeah, and you know, anonymous donor. Like, so somebody knows who it was because they have to. Because if they didn't, they'd be like, "Well, I'm not spending this on the baseball team because it's anonymous, so you'll have to come forward and sue me."
0: It's just one of those things where some people, I really just, tr- I think honestly, being just philanthropic, yeah, they just want to do. I want to give team. back. I want to do. I, I right. I don't need it to be called Austin kelm Stadium. It's unnecessary. I just want to help. I want well, to give back and- to the program that gave so much to me. Let's just,
1: especially from the stance of you know, there are people who would look at that and say, "Thank you, but no, thank you." Right. Because I don't, I don't want you to buy the name of my field. Right. Like, if you want to give the money, give the money, but you shouldn't do it because you want your name on something.
0: Well, like, I mean, that's what people do, like, you know, a library or, right. you know what I mean? A science building or, sure. you know what I mean? I mean, I'm trying to think back of Fredonia. I, I think, I think all the building names were
1: named after people. And
0: now we, it was just last names, like Houghton is just yeah. Houghton. But why is Houghton called Houghton? I think.
1: Because of Jimmy Hoden,
0: right? Which, and I don't know what it is, but you know what? When you walk into the, the, a lot of the facilities, there's
1: a plaque. Uh, exactly
0: or, yeah. right. Yep, there's somebody yeah. who you, you nobody knows it. You blindly with your AirPods in, walk right by it on the way to class, not paying attention, yeah. and.
1: Never once in your life have you stopped to read that plaque, but it's there.
0: Right. You sat on that park and, bench, you know, and, listening to music and some of it, lunch.
1: Some of it could be in honor of, as, you know, a, a distinguished alumni who passed. It could be, sure. you know, a donation on their behalf when they passed away. It could be a donation, like... Former, I, former president of the university. It could be right. literally anything, right. You know, th- this person, you know... <laughs> Rick makes it, it makes it big as the most famous theater tech ever. So he donates money to Fredonia for the theater tech department. You
0: know what he would take it. He would have. So I don't know what goes into that, but yeah, he would have, so that would be a thing.
1: And all of a sudden it would be like you know the 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 Rick Hogg Theater Center at <laughs> yeah. at SUNY Fredonia. No, you like. would just call it Hogg. Yeah. Where are you going, Hogg? Right. Oh, all right. Well, that sounds good. Right. Which that's what everyone there would call, it, but it would be the, you know, Richard Hogg
0: something. Hearing all something. of his beardedness just like on a plaque right inside the front door.
1: <laughs> just. Wearing a Jets jersey.
0: He's going to listen to this and be like, how do I make that happen? Because I like I like the, <laughs> what you guys are envisioning for me here. How do I get the, from point A to point B here? How do I make this happen?
1: Right. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I, I, we've gotten far enough off the baseball path here. I think we can, uh, can kind of wrap up here. But. Uh,
0: Happens to the best of us. I, I,
1: anything else for the good order? What, what else is going on Nice? Anything? Anything good? Anything cool?
0: You know, honestly, so really some cool stuff there. Um, So before, we were really all sports. You know what I mean? We had we had yeah. volleyball courts, we got sport court. There's turf that we roll out for baseball and softball, and really there's kids that bring lacrosse sticks and and sure. bounce balls around. They they rollerblade in the the sport court. Um, we have eleven different batting batting cages up there. Um, but the cool thing is, there's a company coming in to do haunted houses this year. So we have the we're in the old Sears in the old Summer Park Mall, and it's I don't know, it's roughly like 140 thousand square feet. Um, we were only ever using about. 90,000 square feet of it. We were only using two thirds of the facility. Um, fortunately, I think we've been very lucky that a company's coming in to do, um, haunted houses and some ax throwing with black lights, which is, uh, very cool. The other day, uh, I was setting alarms just walking out. But just, hey, guys, don't walk that way because you'll walk into the alarm. You know, don't don't go that way. Yeah. But they were all sitting in uh, anti-gravity chairs. They put the flat screens up over axe throwing, and they just had the Yankees game on. I'm like, nice. Working hard, huh? They're like, oh, yeah, no, this is fantastic. This is the best part of getting (laughs) axe throwing up and going is that we're just chilling watching the Yankees game. That's awesome. On the flat screens. But um, it used to be just an empty open area. Yeah. So, and we used to, it's funny, we had to walk through it to get to the breaker system to turn the lights on. Sure. So like almost always with your cell phone light on. Um, and the last time I did it, there's a 16 foot tall giant skeleton there, you know, cause it's a haunted house. So I opened, right. I, I pulled the tarp back and just like two drops of pee came out. Like it scared <laughs> the crap out of me, which is, I mean, that's, I guess that's the point. So sure. I, they're doing a great job with the haunted houses because I did not know it was there and it scared the crap out of me. Awesome. It's like Okay. Once my heart comes back into my chest, so I can go turn the lights on here because I won't make that <laughs> mistake again. I will go a different way. I will not walk through that every time. That's awesome. But it's it's very cool. They're doing a great job back there. Yeah,
1: and you know, keep growing, keep expanding, and got cool things going on.
0: We're trying, man. We're so, trying. Now we, we've officially filled up the Sears. Sweet. There's there's like there's no, no space. No, no, in no, no more no, Sears, right? Yep. Got it. We try so. to make it look less like a department store,
1: which is which right. is good. Right. Good. Right good things all around on that <laughs> uh, I have a funny little snippet for us to, to send us off here uh, your co in, co-worker boss
0: co-worker what, co-owner co other other surge program other director. surge program yep. director you got
1: it uh, he sent us a text oh boy. that had a picture of it it's from super 70 sports that said uh, Frank Tanana tossed 14 straight complete games in 1977 I believe his pitch count for each one was you can keep your candy asses in the bullpen
0: he's made like I'll, I'll handle this
1: made me laugh So that was... uh,
0: The 70s were a different time in baseball.
1: Yeah, they sure were. Everything was a different time in the 70s.
0: Listen, I saw a clip the other day that was like the 1971 World Series or something like that. And a guy, I mean, I'm going to put it in air quotes, slid into second. And what I mean by that is shoulder tackled the shortstop out of the way, breaking up a double play. Yeah,
1: shoulder tackled him at the knees. Right,
0: right. end End over end, shortstop just tumbled over.
1: The 70s barrel roll.
0: Right. And then he got up and they high-fived each other like, hey, man. Good play, yeah. <laughs> like was, oh, dude, you came in hard. It was right, it would have been a benches clearing brawl. Oh yeah, at, <laughs> in yeah, today's things. baseball. But he yeah. just like, hey man, we had go hard. Yeah. Slapped him on the butt. He walked right to the dugout. Good job breaking up a double play. Yeah, it ain't, was a different era of baseball. Like it
1: ain't no thing. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that talk. that was definitely a different era, and and it's it's cool to go back and watch that without having to be like, oh, the game was way way more good. We don't need kids with blown <laughs> ACLs. Mimicking that these days, that is an just don't
0: auto ejection nowadays. Yeah. You are of yeah, five thousand.
1: That that falls on the list of probably never playing again. Right, like, no, no, like you're, you're going to be playing in the uh, in the bus leagues. Did you
0: did you happen to see? I mean, I, it might have been on TikTok. There was a video of a kid that um, he grounded to a. It was just a six three put out. It was real basic. He just grounded out to the shortstop. But like as he was going, the shortstop through the the ball up the line a little bit. And when the shortstop was turning around to run back to the bag for the force, instead of trying to get the runner, the runner like clubbed him in the back of the head, like clotheslined him.
1: Oh, I didn't see that To one the no. ground.
0: I mean, the, the internet has has put a whole bunch of things out there nowadays where, you know, if it didn't happen in your town twenty years ago, you didn't know about it. Right. Right. And now it's. Yeah, you don't oh. get.
1: I mean the 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 kid in the college World Series that. You know, hit a double and flipped off the uh right, right, right. flipped off the outfielders and then, you know, a game later they were eliminated and they cameras focused right on him sitting there with the you know, the sad we just lost our season's over look on his face. That, was
0: that the pitcher with glasses or something?
1: I don't remember. No, uh it was a hit it was a hitter. Okay. Like he so said, guy he hit a double and as he's rounding first going into second, he's flipping off the outfield and then
0: Oh, the didn't very, they oh he ran over and the guy tackled him, right? Or whatever. So he was rounding third? No,
1: no, that was something different. different one? Okay, was, yeah, that, no, that, that was something...
0: that was a dinger, right? Because they were they were chirping, chirping, and then he had a dinger, and then like the yeah. first baseman ran over and shoulder tackled him as he was rounding the forward. the
1: pitcher. The, oh, the, the pitcher, pitcher went and hit. The, yeah, that was something different. Yeah. No, this was in See, the college. There are little... lots of examples. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is no, this was People the college World Series. WWE
0: um, on the baseball diamond. I
1: don't remember if it was Texas or Tennessee. I want to say maybe Tennessee, but the kid he did he hit a he hit a no doubt double to to right center, and as he's like. Stand-up double as he's going into second. He's got his hand up, and he's flipping off the outfield. And then, you know, the, the very next game or two, a game later, they got eliminated from the College World Series, and people were like, huh, the baseball gods know. But, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I would definitely definitely be, be careful in this day and age of what you put out there if you're a player because you ye- <laughs> –
0: well, as we talked about, I mean, it's so competitive. Yeah. Only seven percent of people go on to play any level of college baseball. And right. It's if it's not your attitude, it's your grades. If it's not your grades,
1: it's really just your success in the field. There's it's- there's a huge thing on Twitter right now that's like, oh, I can't believe these kids are showing up to the field in Crocs. What? Like well, uh- now taking pregame, taking BP, right? Like in sandals or Crocs, they're getting warmed up, run, stretch, throw. Put your cleats on. Like, there are dudes out there going hard in the paint about a kid getting out of his car in full uniform wearing Crocs while just carrying say, if his get, cleats. If he
0: gets out of the car, jersey tucked in, hat on straight, carrying his own bag. I yeah,
1: mean, don't let mom and dad carry your stuff. Eh, that's
0: what I'm saying. <laughs> there's another. Uh, the other day, a little kid walked into the facility, and I was like, and his dad was carrying his bag. I mean, I say little kid, he might have been 11 or 12. And I was like, yo, bro, I said, are you all right? I said. Yeah, he, he, you he just,
1: you die and you hurt. What's up?
0: Yeah, right. So I, thought, I thought both your arms are broken. Dad's carrying your bag, and he just kind of like looked, looked down, and Dad immediately just pulled held the bag out. Like, nope, this is yours now. I tried to tell you, but nope, this is now yours.
1: Yeah, that's definitely don't want to be the guy that's uh, called out for not carrying your your stuff. Yeah. And you only get more stuff as you get older. I,
0: yeah, the bags I, Listen, gotten, so I I had a, had a human kid, body in some of these baseball
1: bags. I had a kid tell me he didn't want to catch anymore because the bag was too big. Okay. <laughs> we I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's probably not a guy you want to catch for you anyway.
0: If he doesn't have the grit and the heart to, yeah. to carry his own bag, he's probably not blocking a baseball particularly well if I had
1: to guess. it was one of those things like, listen, man, like you, you made this team as our, one of our catchers. Your playing time is going to be impacted by this. Oh, that's okay. Ended up being a hell of a pitcher, so it worked out. But Strong arms see.
0: for everybody. Yeah,
1: right? I, listen, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love teaching catchers how to pitch because pitchers worry about throwing hard. Catchers go. I already throw hard. Right. <laughs> There's it's a different mindset and I love it, but uh
0: location location location. Yeah.
1: So uh that'll about wrap it up here for episode 65. Interesting episode. Went to a lot of weird places. Um You know, I I I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> Good with it
0: oh, listen hey we, we we covered our bases no pun intended sure did. or i mean or, or pun, pun intended pun mean, yeah yeah i mean really
1: pun, pun absolutely intended. intended uh so tip of the cap brought to you by buffalo freddy enterprises check them out online www.buffalofreddy.com for all your party needs tents chairs inflatable things uh, he's got a t-shirt cannon i saw on facebook the other day which is really kind of cool stuff like that Uh you'll hear an ad for them coming up shortly and, uh, tip of the cap podcast, part of the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe, find us on Twitter and Facebook. Just type in tip of the cap podcast. We show up. I promise we're the green logo. I designed it that way. I like that, that neon green look. So, uh, like, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends. And with that, and I mean, I don't know what else I can say. Austin, thanks for joining me, buddy. Appreciate it, bud. Always uh, good luck at tryouts. Good luck with everything you guys got going up there in the, uh, the North towns and we'll catch you guys next time. The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs, to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.